Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. Who here knows how to make as much money as they want to make? Now, I don't see a lot of hands going up. And one reason could be that, well, I'm all alone here recording this podcast. (laughs) But seriously, this is a big problem for coaches. They believe the lie that they don't know how to make money. Now, I spent probably the first two years of my business believing that I don't know how to make money. And how do you think that impacted my business? I spent way more money than I made. So it had a negative impact on our household finances. And not only did it have a negative impact on our finances, it also had a negative impact on my confidence. I felt so guilty that I was spending money, taking that money out of the household for what seemed to be shaping up more as a hobby than a business. And my CPA made that painfully clear. But when I believed that lie, I ended up feeling lost and confused, and I really just felt inadequate. So what did I do when I felt that way? How did I act? Well, I didn't take much action, that's for sure. I was afraid to put myself out there. I didn't want to look stupid. And I spent money on programs and courses, always looking for the miracle that would make my business prosper, looking to fill the gaps of what I thought I was lacking. I did a lot of spinning in confusion, indecision about what to try next. And as a result, I proved that I didn't know how to make money. So those things I spent money on didn't make me take action, right? Sometimes I didn't even complete them all or I didn't do them in a way that was meaningful or effective. And spinning in confusion didn't make me take action. Focusing on what I lacked didn't make me take action. You know, I might have checked some boxes, but not from a place of confidence and assurance that they would really make a difference. So guess what? They didn't really make much of a difference. They only reinforced that I didn't know how to make money. And even worse, they enabled me to layer on the belief that even if I did know how, I probably wouldn't be able to. So I concluded that there must be something wrong with me. I must lack the knowledge, the skill set, or the experience to become a successful entrepreneur. And that led to a lot of discouragement. It led to shame. It led to guilt. It led to a lot of self-criticism. And so many times along the way, I thought about quitting. Well, I should just cut my losses. Maybe I'll never figure this out. And even when I did enjoy some success, even when I would hit some milestone or reach some goal that I had set, I would then proceed to sabotage those efforts and wind up flat on my back again, not sure what to do next. Now, all this time, I was taking two steps forward and three steps back. What I didn't realize is that I didn't have to figure it out. I already knew how to make money. I had been making money all my life. Sure, it wasn't in an entrepreneurial venture, but how different was it really from what I was doing all my life? 
So, t- so many times during my career, my quote traditional jobs, I had to figure out what to do in order to accomplish a particular result, in order pr- to produce a certain report or finish a new project that I had never done before. And a lot of those projects, I started with no clue how to do it or where to even start. I had no instruction manual. And guess what? I remember those projects, the most difficult ones, the ones I had to figure out as some of my biggest accomplishments. And what I'm betting is that you have some of these accomplishments too. I'm Jill Wright. I'm a money mindset coach. I expose the lies women tell themselves about money and help them build a secure relationship with money so they can free themselves to build a business they love and that they're proud of. Now, starting my life coaching business was my first attempt at any entrepreneurial venture. So, of course, I would believe that I don't know how to make money as an entrepreneur because I had never made money as an entrepreneur before. But what I didn't consider is that I've been making money all my adult life. Now, I started the workforce at minimum wage, $3.35 an hour back when I started. I'm probably dating myself. (laughs) That's okay. My first job was at a campground. Uh, Now, sometimes I worked in registration, checking people in and taking reservations. And other times I worked in the campground store. It was like a convenience store. They had camping supplies, bait and tackle, groceries, snacks, other essentials that people might have forgotten to pack. And I knew how to make money the first day I made money by showing up and exchanging my skills, what little they were at the time, for $3.35 an hour. That was making money. And over the next 30 plus years, I was employed by all kinds of other businesses in various capacities. Now, along the way, I got a college education in accounting. I worked as a CPA. I then moved into automotive finance, then into healthcare, where I was doing financial analysis and reporting. And I even got fired once. But even when I got fired, I had skills. So I was only out of work for three days. And that entire time throughout my career, I was making money. In fact, my income continued to rise until I left my corporate job in 2018 to start my life coaching business. And I made money during and throughout my career by showing up, doing my job to the best of my ability. And in exchange, they paid me whatever rate we agreed to when they hired me. Being in business is essentially the same concept. Instead of interviewing for the job once, you're interviewing for the job every time you have a client interested in working with you. Here's the difference. In all of those jobs, I was showing up to the job every single day and fully expecting to be paid for that job. I never called in sick. I didn't let my brain talk me into going to work in my pajamas or hiding and hoping no one would notice me not working or just checking the boxes. I didn't do any of those things when I worked for someone else. I worked to accomplish what my boss assigned me to do. I contributed and I was compensated for it. 
Now, that's not like when I started my business, because I was believing that I didn't know how to make money. I didn't show up that way at all. I didn't show up the way that I showed up to the jobs where I was employed and where they were paying me. Um, Instead, I showed up sometimes, sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I showed up and just checked the boxes. And sometimes I I showed up um, fully expecting to be paid. And those times when I showed up fully expecting to be paid are the times that I made money in my business. Imagine that. (laughs) So the clients that come to me for help with their money mindset, they're doing the same thing I did. They're believing they don't know how to make money and they don't fully expect to be paid for what they have to offer their clients. So guess what? They're not showing up fully. They hide, they play small, they just check the boxes. They don't sell their clients on getting the help they know they need because they don't feel comfortable asking for money. For some reason, when you're asking for money in your own business, it feels uncomfortable. It feels sleazy. And if you know the person at all, it's even worse. It feels selfish and cheap, like you're using your friend or your relative, whoever wants to hire you to get ahead. Now, if you showed up that way to a job you're hired to do for someone else, you wouldn't be paid either. You'd probably be fired at some point. So here's a different way to think about making money in your business. What if you actually do know how to make money? Now, even if you've never worked for someone else for money, even if you've never made a single dollar your entire life, you could still know how to make money. And I think most of you probably have had a job before, have made money in some capacity. But even if you haven't, you probably still know how. So how do you know how to do anything you've never done before? You might have watched someone else do it. Someone you know personally, someone on TV, videos on the internet, podcasts. Think about all the different ways that you've been exposed to knowing how people make money. So how do you know how to fly a kite the first time? You watch someone else do it and you thought, yeah, that seems easy enough. I could do that. Now, you could have just as easily believed that because you never did it before, you could never learn how to fly fly a kite, and you could decide to never try it. But how many of us actually did that? There's nothing really at stake when we're learning how to fly a kite, so we're willing to give it a try. Worst case scenario, you lose a $5 kite, not a big deal. So you've watched other people make money. You have some ideas about how they did it. And if you've had a job working for other people, you know how to make money because you exchanged the value that you have in the form of knowledge and skills for the value that the employer has in the form of money. So in your business, you interview with potential clients to see if they want to hire you. Not much different from applying for jobs to work for someone else. When you were looking for employment, you had to search for companies that wanted to hire someone with your skill set. 
Then you had to apply for the job. Then you had to interview for the job. Well, when you're looking for potential clients, you have to search for people that want help with the problem you're an expert in. You have to apply for the job, which means making an offer to help them. Then you interview for the job, which means conducting a consult, where you negotiate the terms of the contract. There might be the equivalent of second and third interviews. That might look like them having an objection and you coaching them on the objection. So see how similar the process is? You do know how to make money. And what I want you to think about is why can't you just go try to fly the kite? What's at stake that's keeping you from trying to learn how to make money in your business? What are you really worried about that keeps you from trying to figure it out? Now, there may be an underlying belief that's holding you back. I know that I've exposed a few either in myself or working with my clients, and those might look like this. I'm not capable. I'm not a good enough coach to make money at it. I can't figure it out. If I don't know how to make money now, I guess I'll never learn. Those are just a few of them. You know, keep a lookout for what's holding you back. What is it that's at stake that is keeping you hiding or keeping you playing small? I mean, if you just think about all the things you didn't know how to do before you learned, then that will help too. I mean, you weren't born knowing anything other than like breathing, eating, sleeping, pooping. We all know how to do that from the time that we're born. But anything you can do now, anything you know how to do right now, you had to learn at some point. You didn't know how to raise children before you did it. What made you try that? What led you to learn how to raise kids? How many did you have before it started to get easier, before you started to really figure it out? You didn't know how to ride a bike before you learned how. You might have had to go through a few scraped knees or a few um, cut elbows before you got the hang of it. You didn't know how to drive a car before you learned. You might have had a few scraped fenders before you figured it out. Or you might have been like my brother-in-law, who totaled a few cars when he started driving. Making money can't be any worse than that. So think about all the things you've had to learn and practice in order to get better at them. You know, just life in general. You have to practice life for a long time. And, you know, I'm, I'm still figuring out stuff in life. So no matter who you are, it doesn't matter if you've never been an entrepreneur before. It doesn't even matter if you've never had an outside job that pays before. What matters is that you stop focusing on what you don't have and start focusing on what you do have. Making money is all about exchanging value for value. Everyone has done this at some point in their life in some shape or form. Even If you were a stay-at-home mom, you might have had multiple kids that you kind of had to coordinate. You know, one is going to cheer practice and the other one's going to band practice. You couldn't be in, in the same place at the same time. So you had to negotiate, okay, what can I exchange for you that you can, you know, uh, take my kid to band practice that I can then 
repay you with later, right? You're just exchanging value for value. And if you can do that once, you can do it again. And it's so it's just a matter of applying those same thoughts and feelings to a different situation in a way that will produce the result you want in the new situation. So think about the things that you would gladly pay for even before they existed. That's just value that you're exchanging for money. So remember before there was Uber and Lyft, how many people probably said, oh, if only there was someone that I could pay for a ride in this situation where I don't have a taxi to take me where I want to go. I don't have public transportation right now. You know, somebody finally stepped up and filled that gap. Or Uber was born, Lyft was born. Right. And so coaching is the same way. You're filling a gap. You're meeting a need. Even if somebody hasn't had that niche before. Right. That is valuable. Extremely valuable. You think about it. Uber and Lyft had to sell their service to people that weren't familiar with it at, you know, when they first started. And that was probably pretty tough at first, especially before you were able to verify that you were getting into the right car. You had to pay for an unfamiliar car to get in that car with a complete stranger to take you where you wanted to go. A little bit of risk there, right? There's a high level of trust that they had to establish. And so when they first started, I imagine it was pretty difficult to overcome that barrier until they established some history, some testimonials, right? Created that level of trust that okay, I'm getting in this strange car with this strange person. I have no idea where they're going to take me, what they're going to do to me, right? So it probably took them a while to build that trust with people. So think about what your clients need in order to exchange the value they have or their money for the value that you have, which is helping them with their problem. What thoughts and feelings are going to lead to the action of hiring you to help them with that problem? You know, think about Uber and Lyft. What thoughts and feelings uh, would lead you to hire them to help you with your problem of, I have no transportation and I really need to go somewhere. I don't have a car or I can't drive right now. I can't take public transportation from where I am, or there's not a taxi available uh, right now, or the taxi, you know, that transportation doesn't take me where I need to go, and they can help me. So that might make me feel grateful that I have this option, and that might lead me to offer to pay them for that service. So it's very little about Uber and Lyft. It's really about getting me what I want, what I need in that moment. And I think that's one mistake that we make when we think about making money. We think it's about us, but it's really about helping someone else getting what they need by offering what we have or an expertise that we have that can help them. I mean, even if you think about it in an employment situation, we make it about us needing employment, about us needing to pay the bills. But the employer, meanwhile, is making it about the need they want to fill in their company. They're not doing us a favor just because we need to pay the bills. 
even though that's what it's about for us, it's not that it's not about that at all for them. They're in business to serve their customers and to make money or to serve their clients. And you have a skill set that just happens to be helpful in them being able to do that. That's why they're willing to pay you, not as a favor. (laughs) And so your clients are the same. They want to end or manage their suffering, or they want to uplevel their lives in some way. You have a skill set that can help them do that. That's why they're willing to pay you. They're not willing to pay you just as a favor or just as a way to help you pay your bills or achieve a financial goal. So you do know how to make money. You develop a skill set that helps people get what they need or what they want. You exchange the use of that skill set for the money they have access to, and everyone gets what they want. So think about anything you've ever paid for. Did you pay for it because you wanted what they had to offer, or did you pay for it because they needed to pay the bills? Did you walk into the grocery store and think, huh, I wonder what money I can spend here so I can help them pay the light bill this month? No. You walk in and think, I wonder what I need to get here today in order to feed my family this week. It's always about you and your needs, and it's the same for your clients. So the only things you need to know to make money is what do I have of value and who needs and wants what I have. Then your main job is to let them know as much as possible that you have what they need and want. So don't believe the lie that you don't know how to make money. The truth is you know more than you give yourself credit for. Instead of focusing on what you lack, focus on what you have and how you can apply what you have to whatever you're trying to do. Now, I guarantee you that you are complete. You are capable and you have what it takes. Because remember, you are made for more. Now, if you haven't gotten my free video to learn how to confidently make offers and coach on objections, you need to go grab it. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can stop feeling awkward when you get to the part of your consult where you ask for money and where you get objections. So you can carry that positive energy you created in the first part of the consult all the way through to the end when they decide to sign with you. Go get that today and I'll see you next week.